My people, my people, what up, though? Want to welcome y'all to episode I don't remember of the Fishbowl Podcast. You know who it is, your boy, everybody's favorite ass. So I'm here with my sis, Ty Boogie. What up, sis? Peace and blessings, family. It's episode 14, and I am so excited to be here. My nigga, my nigga. So, you ready, man? You ready to get into it? How you been? I've been amazing. I am literally watching life change around me, and it is so exciting. Living my um, life like it's golden. Living my <laughs> life like it's golden. It's a real thing. It is a real thing, and I think that more people should... Um, this mindful spiritualness and just be more connected. So, have you hit that Disney princess stage of life to where you wake up? It's it's to a song, and you go to the window, and a bird flies on your finger, then flies off. You do a little twirl into the next room. Definitely hit the Fiona. Ah, ah. Sometimes I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, you ready to get into it? Always. Let's get started. Okay, so our first topic for today. First topic for today is today is the 15-year anniversary of the birth of trap music. When I say the birth of trap music, I mean Nuck if you fucking buck. Today is the 15-year anniversary for Nuck if you buck. Let's give it up for that. Clap it up for the fight anthem of the year. Literally. Um, you can still get a fight started in a club with Nucky If You Buck if you play it. I can't even tell you how many fights I've almost been in because of Nucky If You Buck and how many fights that I have seen start because of Nucky If You Buck. It was, uh, it was an amazing song. I mean, it really was. Like, And the crazy part is I'm like in seventh grade. Nuck, if you buck, boy, but you better come equipped. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like seventh, eighth grade, like, wilding off of this song in the neighborhood. I agree. Like, it's a classic hood anthem. It's by Crime Mob. If I go to Homecoming and Nuck If You Buck ain't played, then Homecoming was trash. Like, I don't care whose Homecoming it was from an HBCU to a predominantly white institution. If you do not play Nuck If You Buck at your Homecoming and at least two people don't almost start fighting, then your homecoming is trash. And I don't care what nobody says. But shout out to this song, finally being 15 years old. It's not actually old enough to buy alcohol and cigarettes yet, but we will still celebrate it as if it were. Um... I love Nuck If You Buck. It's actually, it used to be my ringtone. It's one of my favorite songs. Uh, I've seen white kids fight off Nuck If You Buck. And if you, when, when you make a song that you can get white kids to fight off of, you done done something right. This, Nuck If You Buck is our version of the white kid mosh pit songs. That's very true. I was literally just thinking it's a mosh pit song. Do you think that crunk music can make a comeback in 2019? Um, somebody else got to be the lead because Lil John has switched gears and is making a lot of fucking money doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's not coming back, by the way. He's doing like EPMD music in Europe and he is making like a ton of money doing it. He's not coming back to, to the dark side with us. Um, we will not be seeing Lil John at the BET Awards what? anytime soon. Um, yeah, I would love for crunk music to come back. That just takes me back to when I was young and wild and free and... I'm just playing. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I agree. Maybe Crime Mob can or Lil Scrappy. Lil Scrappy's still around. Can he make some crunk music, please? No, no. We we need Lil Scrappy to stay on. What is it? Um, loving hip hop. That's loving hip hop. Where he's at? Leave Lil Scrappy's dumb ass right where he's at. Stay on Scrap Dizzle. You feel me? Like I love oh Lil Scrappy. I'm not gonna, like I like. Did you just do the Scrappy lingo, bro? <laughs> Listen, I like his personality. He he makes me laugh. He makes me happy. Okay, don't hate. All right, so let's get into the next topic we pulled for the fishbowl for today. Chick-fil-A worker saves a child from choking. I mean, this guy dived out the fucking window to save a child. God is good. The presence of the Lord is here. Okay, so it's Sunday, but we do not want to hear you sing gospel music. And can I just say that I have always said Chick-fil-A is out here doing God's work. This is the, it's the most heavenly place on earth. Everybody who works at Chick Fil A are literally angels. Like I'm not. I have this theory. Like I'm not bullshitting you. I live in this very small town, and we have a Chick Fil A. I've never, not once, seen any Chick Fil A work out and about around the town. Never. So you think they just go back to heaven after? At the end of the day, they descend. <laughs> they descend back up into the heavenly presence of the Lord. You are so fucking stupid. But okay, so what I what I immediately thought of when I read this is this would never happen at any other fast food chain. At McDonald's, the the girl in the window would be like, "Uh, your baby choking, man. Right. Right. Your, your baby choking." Chick Fil A service is. I mean, they're, honestly, Chick Fil A really is like head of the fast food game. Like now, all the Chick Fil A's are converting from having a window. To where every where they walk right out to your car, they're putting like sliding doors where their drive through window was, and it's a walkout now. And I love that. I love the idea of them. And I don't necessarily like it so much when it's raining or cold outside. Um, but I love the idea of that personal face to face interaction, even when you're in the drive through. I think Chick Fil A does an amazing job. Now, I'm not saying that Chick Fil A is not without its faults because we all know their position on the LBQ, LGBTQIA. So I'm not saying that Chick Fil A is perfect, but I am saying that. If Chick-fil-A was a human, it would be as close to Jesus as you can get. That's all. They have the, honestly, like the customer service is far and above none. And the aroma that you get when you walk through that door, I hope that's what heaven smells like. Something tells me that when I walk through the gates of heaven, I'll smell Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Well, somebody did tell me that each person's heaven is their personal heaven and you are fat, fat. So I do believe yours would be a Chick-fil-A lobby. Most definitely. It's going to be me and the cow just sitting there chilling, eating sandwiches together. And you know what? I think your own personal hell would be a Chick-fil-A lobby that smells like Chick-fil-A, but there's no food. I think my personal hell would be driving to Chick-fil-A on a Sunday and it's always closed. It's always closed. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I live in my own personal hell, if that's the case. Yes. But it, we got we got totally sidetracked because we're talking about this amazing deed that happened um, in the Atlanta area. Logan Sims, he saw that, you know, a six-year-old child had gotten a seatbelt wrapped around his neck and he was losing color. So he jumped through the drive-thru window to save the little baby. Um, if Shout out to Logan Sims for just taking action and being prepared to do what he needed to do to save that child's life. Um, shout out to Chick-fil-A. You know, I can only hope that they change their views on the LGBTQIA community. But um, other than that, I think 
Chick-fil-A is doing a pretty damn good job. They're doing an amazing fucking job. And shout out to Logan Sims, wink, wink. Gabriel, I know that was you. Um, <laughs> Not Gabriel, I'm <laughs> Lazarus, I know that was you. It was one of you guys. So wink, wink. Logan Sims, good job. Let's move on to the next topic. So our next topic is um, a report that just came out about the internment camps that um, people trying to cross the border and being placed in. And the report is saying that migrant children are denied basic necessities. Um, necessities such as toothbrushes, some blankets. The beds are just mats that are laying on the floor. Um, they even got their soccer balls taken a couple. They're the toys and the soccer balls taken from them a couple of weeks ago. And the Republicans have responded saying that they basically don't care. Do they care about anything other than themselves? This is, um, this is a humanitarian crisis that the United States has caused at this point. Um, I'm tired of people pussyfooting around this issue. I'm tired of it being a political issue because it's not political. This is a human fucking rights issue. Um, you, the United States is definitely in violation of a lot of fucking NATO treaties and things that you are not supposed to do to foreigners on your soil. Um, and let's just call it what they are. They're concentration camps. They are. Yeah. Donald Trump is looking real Hitlerish right now. Like, honestly, over these last four years, he has done nothing. And I think this, this, what he's doing to these people will be his legacy. I agree. And, and it's going to be pretty fucking bad. Um, when I was watching the debate the other day, um, I forget what her name is. Is it Marion Kelly? Um, Marion Williamson actually said that this is kidnapping children. If you went, if if somebody came up to you, took Kylan, locked him away from from you, and then gave him up for adoption, what would you do? I'm going in there firing. Like right. simple as that. There's no nothing else that I would do besides go in there, literally firing. That's kidnapping. And for a government official to go into a court of law our highest court of law and argue that these things um, are not a human right and the United States does not have to provide them to children. Do you think these fucking kids traveled all the way from wherever they traveled from with no toothbrush? We're taking these things from them and then saying it's not our right to give them to them. Like this doesn't even make sense to me. I'm sorry. What I want to know is how long can we allow this to go on before our collective karma as a country turns to shit? I think that's the thing for me. Trump is the worst dictators in the world. Um, I think that, okay, put it this way. I think the thing for me is that we give aid to so many other countries, but for some reason we refuse to give aid to Mexico. I don't even think that that is the whole issue that goes on with this, because I was going to... There's another topic that involves this, but the United States has had a large impact on why these people are coming here in the first place. We have completely decimated and ruined other countries' economies with our greed and our selfishness and our democratic responsibility to not let communism take over the world. And because of that, these people 
people are suffering in their own homes. They're coming here for a better fucking life, particularly treating them like we're putting them in concentration camps. And and another thing is, I'm so pissed off that people get upset when you use the term concentration camp. Look up what concentration camps mean. Concentration camps were used long before the Holocaust. Their Jewish people are not the only people who will be who were put in concentration camps or who will ever be put in concentration camps because we're doing it to the children right now. So let's let's use the correct terminology because that's what it is. When I and when I say that you know, we won't give them aid. What I mean is we'll go into these other countries and fuck shit up. Like the what we want to do with Iran and what we did with Afghanistan and how we try to control Saudi Arabia. The the reason that we won't give Mexico aid is because we have no vested interest in Mexico. Um, if we had a vested but this Vested interest in Mexico can be moved other places. And I think that's the thing. Um, vested interest in the oil economy and other places is what they're worried about. So it's greed. You know, it's, yeah, greed. It's, it's, our, it's greed. It's greed. Our interest in Mexico is making that country better so that more people will want to stay there and not come to America. That right there will help ebb the flow of immigration in itself. But no, we would rather them poor because we want to be rich like we are the most powerful country in the world and part of that power is because we keep other people in places where they are dependent on us or they need something from us so that we can call in favors when we need to this is bullshit we need to be about saving the world and not just saving what's good for our pockets like i'm sick of america at this point i really am and, and the thing about it is, we're the so-called most powerful country in the world. Um, as I think, at some point, we stopped leading by example. I agree. I agree. It started with Richard Nixon, and it's all just rolled downhill from there. Facts. That is facts. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. The next topic we drew for the day is an interesting one. Um, a high school girl has filed a complaint for having to race. She, she runs track. She's filed a complaint that she has to race trans men. What do you think? Okay. So I'm probably the most politically sensitive person on this podcast. So let me start. I don't know. I feel like um, <clears throat> I, I, I really I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if this is necessarily fair to either person. Um, because I understand that in order um, to be trans, you have to be on certain hormones. Um, when men take estrogen, it does make them weaker than, um, you know, a man who does not take estrogen and just operates on testosterone. Um, but I don't necessarily know that it levels the the playing field between um, uh, a female and a trans woman. So I don't know if I think that it's fair that females have to compete against um and not not even saying that women can't be a trans person um i'm just i it honestly just makes me think about what do you know do you remember the name of that mma fighter who is trans and then she crushed that woman's skull i can't remember the name but i know you're talking about it, it makes me think of something like that so i think that because we live in a new more 
open and accepting society, we have to rethink the way that we um, we compete against one another. I think that the United States will benefit more from getting rid of gendered teams. So let's just have a unisex team where everybody competes together. Is it my turn? Yeah. Because everything you just said was some bullshit. Listen, I completely agree with the girl. Men are born, to be honest, even the worst man is born with a competitive advantage a lot of times just because the way our bodies are physically made. Um, I work at a sports nutrition store. I know the powers of even what, what people don't understand is when men take estrogen or I mean, with when, when, when men take estrogen, their testosterone levels rise with the estrogen. They actually have to take a testosterone blocker to knock down the amount of, of testosterone they're getting in. And then it still doesn't knock it down all the way. Same thing as when men take testosterone. It's the opposite effect. Their estrogen levels rate. Um, I agree with her. I mean, let's, let's use that as an example. Say someone was... Say there's there's a guy, he became a woman, he decided to make his transition when he was 19 years old, old enough to do it. Um, 19 years old, he makes his transition. He's lived as a man and has had a man's body and shape and form for 19 years. He automatically has a physical advantage. And I, I don't, I don't, look, I'm not, sports should all sports should be inclusive. I I think there should be more inclusive sports. But to and there are like just the athletic advantage that men would have a lot of time wouldn't make it. It, it it's just not. It wouldn't make it fair. Now inclusive team sports would be great. That'd be awesome. It would be great to see something like that. But as far as women. Versus women, it should stay that way. I'm sorry. You know, I have no harp against trans people. I love trans people. Um, but when it comes to sports, I just don't think it's fair for a man to step in the ring with a woman or step on a track with the woman. Now, yeah, there's plenty of women that can beat the guy. But imagine if that guy raced another man, he get fucking smoked. I'm just being honest. But that's what I'm that's why I'm saying it should be more of I think college or high school sports should work more like college intramural sports. No. Where no. everybody can compete together. Yes. No, bro, you why cannot not? you cannot cuz it, it destroys the diaspora because if, if you in if you what integrate, the fuck is the diaspora of sports? I'm sorry. Just listen, <laughs> seriously. If you integrate high school sports like that, it destroys Things on a college level because I know that if I'm just gonna be honest, I know some amazing women basketball players. I grew up with amazing girls who played basketball. Um, I'm talking about girls who can step on a court and hold their own against a guy. But I also know that because of the way we lift weights, we lifted weights, and how much physically stronger we were than a girl. I know that if I put her in a pick and roll situation. As Shrek, as Shaq would say, it's barbecue chicken all day. She's either going to foul me or I'm going to score on her every time. I I think that, and I'm not saying that shouldn't be, 
maybe I'm why, why not start a sports league for trans people? I think that's the best way to go about it. Because they shouldn't have to compete separately from everybody else is what I'm Men saying. And women compete separately from everybody else. They're no they're no different than everybody else. Why not start your own sports league? LGBTQ high school sports league. Sure, why not? Nobody's gonna let that happen, Billy. We live in the United States of There are plenty of good people in this world that would fund that that would give money to something like that. There are advocates for that community. You're you're trying to act like they they couldn't be able to get the funding. They as far as they came in the last fifty to sixty years, I'm pretty sure they wanted a sports league, they could get it done. Saying that the the state passed that and they're not gonna fund that and they're not gonna pay for that because of anti-LGBTQIA sentiment within the government and within the hicks that live in the mountains that voted for Donald Trump. Those are the people making the most noise right now. And nobody's saying that women can't play male sports. There are plenty of girls in this world. There, There are even girls with college scholarships who play football. And I understand that. I'm just saying that we need to make more spaces where the playing field is even for everybody. That's why I was thinking like... That's why you have intramural sports in college. Like that is the whole idea of having intramural softball and basketball. Isn't that what the fuck I said needed to happen? But you said that needs, to, that needs to be like all high school sports need to be that way. No, they don't. Bro. That, no. That, that there needs to be an intramural option where people can play together. Oh, okay. Because I thought you were saying integrate high school sports. I know that. First of all, schools are already integrated. They did that in the 60s. I was talking about like men and women. No, I mean, I think that they should have an option to where everybody can play together. Um, And that's a more inclusive space because I think that just splitting everything right down the middle by gender is not working in this political climate at all. Because there's still spaces where um, trans people don't fit in. Or I think, like I seen one like, a couple weeks ago where a trans wrestler won like the state. Cha- that is bullshit to me. I'm just sorry. It's it's bullshit to me. It's not fair. I'm not for it. I I think that we need to do. I agree. It's not like that was literally the first thing that I wrote down in my notes is, is this fair? Because I feel for that girl um, because, you know, maybe if she was faster, she would have won. You're absolutely right. But maybe if she was only competing against other, and I don't even want to say girls, because I don't even know how to classify this now. Um, Maybe if she was competing against other natural born women, let's say it that way, I guess. Um, would have won. So who knows? Like I don't know if this is fair or not. This is com- this is completely new to our country. But I think we need to figure out a way how to handle it. Because if not, it's going to cause a lot of anti-LGBTQIA. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Honestly, like, I'm I'm here for the lesbian, gay, trans community. But that this that's bullshit to me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not for it. I'm not with it. Leave sports the way they are. Um, we're not trying to change sports. I'm just saying we need to make a space for them to fit into sports. And when I said start your own league, you just shot it down. I didn't. I just said that I don't think that there would be the 
that the parents would support that because you know how parents are. If they support their kids, why not support their league? Because not not the kids, Billy. I'm saying the other parents at the school would say, "Why are we having a league for these kids when it's wrong? Pray the gay away." Like that's what I'm saying. Like we still live in a country where people are prejudiced against. But you don't have to go through the school to do it. I mean, there's still. I know plenty of guys who didn't play high school basketball but played, you know, rec ball every year. All you got to do is rent a court. But that's the thing. Shouldn't they be able to qualify to go play at, at the collegiate level too? Like, I'm, I don't know anybody who's gotten to college by renting a court somewhere. Like, that's not how it happens. It's happened a couple of times. I can give you some stories. But... You don't know nobody who got there like that. Calm your nerves. By, by not playing high school at all? Yeah. It's, it, it's happened, literally. There are people who have walked on to NBA teams never having played a day in college. But, Billy, that's not the thing. Like, if they can't play in high school, then how are they going to play in college? How are they going to get to the NBA? And then that's another question. Do you allow a trans woman to compete in the WNBA? No. You allow a trans Honestly, man. I, I hate to, I hate to say NBA. this. For, for the longest, I thought there still might be a possibility. I don't want to. I'm not. I will end this discussion right now if you say what I think you're about to say. Brittany Griner. I knew you were about to say that, Billy. Oh, this this the only reason I said that is because I saw a video not too long ago. Brittany Griner was skateboarding down the street without a shirt on. Did she have a bra on? No, nothing. Oh, there's a lot of women because she probably doesn't have any body fat, so she doesn't have boobies. I don't know. It, it well, just, maybe it she got it like, Her voice is super deep. I think she's an amazing player. Um, she's, I think she's got two WNBA championships. I love to watch her play in college. But for a while, that's what the, everybody was saying. Like, Brittany Griner. Always, they always say that about strong, powerful women. They say it about Serena Williams. And oh, no, she just no, had a Serena, baby. Serena can wrap them thighs around me anytime. Okay, that's disgusting. Let's move on. Hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. Okay, so this is a video I really want to talk about. Um, I found it interesting. You didn't really want to talk about it, but there, there is a Kentucky man in Lexington, Kentucky, who has a raw meat diet. Literally, guys. All this guy eats is raw meat. He doesn't eat vegetables. His diet consists of raw meat. Um, he buys the meat. He butchers it himself. He hangs it in like a refrigerator. And when he gets hungry, he eats it. I mean, he, he's eating every part of the animal. Eyes. He even goes so far as to leave some of the his meat hanging for up to 40 to 50 days so that it grows mold so that he can eat the bacteria from the parts of the mold. Takes it another step farther. When he kills an animal, he buries the head and he lets the earth and maggots and worms and things like that feed on the carcass of the animal. Then he digs up the compost, which would be the maggots and worms, and he eats maggots and worms so that he can get the nutrients from the head. He's got his whole family doing this. He has four kids. They all eat this way. Is he married? Yes. He's married. Yeah, and she's vegan. He's married to a vegan woman. Just, oh my. 
Okay, so first of all, I would like to um, ask why you sent me this video and why you thought it was important that we needed to talk about this on the podcast this week. Because it's fucking crazy, bruh. I feel like... His, his tongue and stomach lighting is supposed to have the enzymes or bag, help, bacteria to be able to kill the bacteria of raw meat. Really? He's been doing this for nine years. Does this not baffle you? No, it doesn't baffle me. I think he's a nasty motherfucker. That's what I think. It's disgusting. I watched the first 15 seconds of the video, and after he put that meat in a blender, the raw animal meat. Oh, it wasn't just, he didn't just put raw animal. He put the stomach lining of a pig in a blender, blended it up, like all this shit and everything, blended it up, and then said he had a meat shake. Okay. Um... He, cause I I couldn't make it far enough through the video. He was tossing little chunks of pieces of liver into his kids' mouths. Oh my god, Billy! Can you please just tell me why he does this? Like, what what is his? He what said that it's healthier because when you cook your meat, you cook all the nutrients out of it. So him eating fresh raw meat, he's able to get nutrients from the meat that other people aren't able to get. He's been doing this for nine years. I would have been dead by now. Listen, if that's his logic, right, all the nutrients that are in meat comes from what that meat eats. Then he needs to be vegan with his wife because most animal meats that we eat eats vegetables. So he needs to be a vegan if he really is worried about getting his nutrients because that's fucking nasty. And I don't care what nobody says. Somebody needs to whoop his ass because he is feeding him children's raw meat. Like, that's not a... Can somebody? Can you call CPS on somebody for this? I don't know. I don't. The kids are look like they were between the ages of six and twelve. It was probably twenty three and nineteen. And, and I mean, it's small this, because they've been eating meat. They, this motherfucker is tossing meat in their mouths like as a snack, like it was just. I mean, he tossed. He tossed. I, I seen him toss one behind the back, and she caught it in her mouth. I'm joking. What <laughs> are fucking stupid. But seriously, I, I, it baffled. It, it was a it was a really interesting watch. Like no no lie. That didn't turn your stomach to watch that though. This guy had what he called a cutting station. So he goes and buys small goats and pigs and different animals, and he butchers them himself. He takes them, slices their fucking throats, skins them, and then he he separates all the meat up and he eats every part of the animal. If it's a pig, he eats the pig snout. He eats the stomach lining. Um, the feet, uh, the ribs and shit, obviously, which would be the only part that I want. Um, and he hangs it up in his house. He has, like, uh, hooks in this refrigerator that he hangs them on. And when he's hungry, he, he makes it. He says he does two meat shakes a day and he'll eat one whole meal of cut up meat. So is he going out and killing these animals and butchering them himself, or is he, like, buying them from... Uh, animal, but then he butchers it in a humane way. He says. Okay, so this is what I think about this. This is white privilege. Um, what? It's white privilege because first of all, you're going out here and you're buying a whole fucking pig. Can't nobody I know where I come from afford to buy a whole pig. And then, secondly, you have a meat fridge in your house with like a meat locker, like they have at the butcher. This is white. Yeah, he privilege. has a he has a meat locker. The whole raw meat diet. 
white privilege. Black people can't afford to eat like that. We can't afford to buy a meat locker in our house. This is white privilege, and I don't want to talk I mean, about it. But you got to, okay, you say that's white privilege. Technically, technically, ass is a privilege. I don't know how that's white privilege. That's everybody's privilege. Yeah, but you got to think of it. There are people starving in other parts of this country talking about there are people who can't get food at all. Yet in America, we can get so much food that we resort to eating ass. <laughs> Billy, nobody is eating ass for nutrients. People is out here eating ass for fun, okay? Exactly. That's the, th that's the thing that's privileged about it. And nobody if there's somebody in Africa that is eating, that's possibly in any part of the world. Fucking Iran, Af these, these war-trotting that, that might be eat, getting a bowl of rice a week, yet I can have the privilege to go lick an asshole, lick, lick a butthole like a popsicle if I want to. Can I ask you a question? Are you, and this I'm might be I'm not an I'm not about to ask you if you eat ass. I'm about to ask you, like, do you think, like, when people eat ass, they literally bite somebody's booty and take, like, a chunk out of it? Because that's not how it no, works, bro. You don't get full off eating ass. Ain't nobody making a real meal out of eating ass. So what do you It depends on who the fuck you are, I guess. But, okay. I'm, my I'm not about to skip breakfast to go eat ass, bro. I'm going to eat these bacon and eggs, and then I'm going to go eat ass. Like, I'm, too afraid of a, I'm too afraid of a cola to eat ass. Nobody's getting the full out in these streets off eating ass, dog. That's what I'm saying. Like we, we, you literally have. We are so that it just, bro. You think somebody in a, a downtrodden, war-torn country when they get ready to have sex, they got ass eating on their mind? No, and they're not thinking about eating ass in other countries, bro. I personally like to believe that people everywhere, all around this world, are thinking about eating ass at this very moment. They're not. They're not. No, I don't think you're right, but that's fine. So, so you're telling me that you don't think people in third world eat ass? No, these people that? are really hungry. Like these people are hungry for real. They don't have the time to think about eating a butthole. It's not going to give them the nutrients that. But really, the they day. they still have sex. I'm not eating ass in other countries, bro. Okay, so do you think they they getting top? Yeah, they're getting top. Okay, so they can think about putting some putting a penis in their mouth, but ain't nobody thinking about eating Listen, ass. Okay, but okay. Way too much. Way too much. Okay. Too much. Take, take Arabic people for example. Bosnian people. I got a feeling you about to say something really, really like politically incorrect. What go right I mean, Take them for example. They don't mm -hmm. wipe. No, I think I think wiping is. I, I I don't know what it is, but they actually use water, like a bidet kind of. Like, um, I go to some factories and where there are Bosnian people who work there, they have, like, these squirt bottles in the bathroom, so you basically squirt to, you know, get it out. I'm not putting a squirt bottle in my booty that somebody else doesn't use. I'm sorry, I just can't do that, but go ahead. I guess to them it's more sanitary, which is fine, but from me to the untrained eye who can't see, you still got chunks in your ass, like, it's still dirty. So really, that's not the way that it works, though. Have you ever used a bidet? But the, it's not an actual bidet. They're just using the squirt bottle at these factories that I go to. From what I hear, and this is We're just not talking about a bidet, though. We're talking about a fucking squirt bottle. That is very true, but they don't have no. Well, shit I'm on not. It. I don't think they're. They, matter of fact, 
when it comes to other countries, I think they have more respect for themselves than putting their tongue in an asshole. Well, first of all, okay, let's, let's, okay, we can agree to disagree because I, I personally believe that people all over the world are eating ass. That's, right. the, type, no, that's the type of world I want to live in. So why are you hating? I just want people to be only, happy. Only if there are two countries in the world that asses eat in. That is. Well, we'll say three places in the world that ass is eating in. Ass is eating in America, ass is eating in Russia, and ass is eating in Bangkok. How you know ass is eating in Russia? Who you know this Russian that's eating eat ass? I just, I just think Russians eat ass. Russians got, they, they got I eat ass face all the time. <laughs> Not the I eat ass face. And Bangkok is like fucking Sodom and Gomorrah over there. They're definitely eating ass in Bangkok. Okay. I, I disagree. I don't think that just because they are people live in a third world country that's sexually deprived. Say they were sexually deprived. I think they have more respect for themselves and they got other shit on their mind than sticking their tongue in somebody's asshole that they shit out of and wiggling it around for pleasure. So you feel like the people who eat ass disrespect themselves by eating ass? Yes, my nigga. Yes, food go, bro. You can get E. coli from eating ass for one. You cannot bro. sex shame people, Billy. Literally, literally, your ass is where your compost comes out at. It's okay. where it's where all the toxins are released that come through your body. Shit comes out of your ass. You know, chewed, that up, female- chewed up chicken nuggets come out of your ass. Whole the ooze and Ivan ooze was selling on fucking Power Rangers comes out of your ass. Really? But do you know that a woman can get strep throat from giving head? Do you know what a black bean burger can do to you? Oh my god. Okay. Let's move on to the what's next in the fishbowl? Because I'm not okay. I'm not about to keep talking about eating ass with you. I don't even know how we got on eating ass. We was talking about meat that never mind. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you, let you hit this segue because I think it's a beautiful fucking let's talk about our next topic that we drew. Let's talk about Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. Okay, so I I honestly um, love this name, Dr. Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke. Um, she recently graduated with her PhD in higher education. Marijuana Pepsi is her first and middle name. Shout out to her. Um, and her mom named her that because she said that name would take her all the way around the world. And it has because now everybody is aware of who she is because of this article that we saw on Facebook. And I thought it was a very interesting um, dynamic because on last week's show, we talked about um, the white lady named Lakeisha who wanted um who was tired of explaining her name to white people. And people have been telling Dr. Pepsi, sorry, Dr. Van Dyke is her name, that um, she should change her name her entire life. And But this just goes to show that black people triumph no matter how we're set up. Because usually what people say is, oh, your parents must not have wanted you to have a job. Nobody's going to hire you with that name. And she has a PhD. Don't change your name. Don't go by any kind of, she and by the way, she did her dissertation on African American names, which I think is so fucking dope, yo. Like my name is Tashia, and her name is Marijuana. Like I feel like there needs to be more representation of people who have non traditionally European names in this country. Because if we can say Schwarzenegger, you can say Tashia. Okay, that's all I'm saying. The only thing about it, though, is. 
because of the way things are set up next year, there'll be a baby born named methamphetamine Coca-Cola. I hope not. That is just horrible. Marijuana Pepsi sounds cool, but methamphetamine Coca-Cola sounds... He's going to be a Caucasian baby. His name will be methamphetamine Coca-Cola. It was going to be a Caucasian baby because that it only makes sense. Um, yeah, but no, shout out to her. It'll be methamphetamine Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is better. Black people love Mountain Dew. Especially, <laughs> I'll just be honest. Black people love Pepsi and uh, people love Mountain Dew. That's one thing I've noticed, that black people like Pepsi and white people like Mountain Dew. Actually, um, and this is crazy that I know this, but in Kentucky, there is a documentary about how up in the mountains, so many people, so many children have tooth decay because of Mountain Dew. Yes, like people's teeth literally fall out because they are drinking too much Mountain Dew. I know. So you're, you're probably right. It would be um, methamphetamine, Mountain Dew. Sounds good, though, that um, alliteration of letters. Methamphetamine, Mountain Dew. Yeah. Methamphetamine, Mountain Dew. All right. What's next in the morning? He can put oh, MMV on everything. And then he can get sued. Oh no, that's MMG. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead to the next topic. So next up, we got um, an interesting topic. I think this is one you want to talk about. Carmelo Anthony's love child. So uh, everybody you want to talk about this. The people want us to talk about no, this. <laughs> um. So a couple years ago, everybody know. Everybody remembers the whole Carmelo Anthony fiasco where he cheated on Lala. Um. She obviously took him back. But apparently, it came out, uh, honestly, this has been said that it's true by a lot of news sources. It hasn't been confirmed to be untrue that the girl actually had a baby and that Carmelo Anthony is being told by Lala to pay the girl to stay away from her family. I mean, he's taking care of the child financially, but Lala doesn't want him in the child's life. I think there's a lot of things going on here. Um, so let me first start with the, the newest thing and then I work back to the oldest. Black um, men don't cheat. Okay, can we please stop with this fucking Charlemagne little Duval stuff? Black men do cheat, and when you say that black men don't cheat, you disregard the pain of black women. So let's stop saying that. Thank oh, you. I am standing up for my black brothers when I say black men don't cheat. No, because your your sister, who you are related to right here on this line, has been cheated on. And I'm telling you, it's disrespectful to me for you to little, say that. So little stop black cheating. boys cheat. A, a grown-ass man who's about his shit doesn't cheat. So when I say black men don't cheat, that's who I'm referring to. Oh, my God. I, having, no. having the physical body of a man and having the mind of a man and being a man are two different things. So Why like I said, black men don't cheat. Why are you? Why do black men get so upset when black women say lying? Like I know. Okay, I'm not about to do this with you. So whatever. So, but anyway, Carmelo did cheat, so he's not included in that statement. Oh no, he definitely ain't. So shut the f up. Um. So the 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 latest thing that happened is he's on a boat and paparazzi catch him on a boat with some some white woman, and um she's laying out in the sun and he's looking at her like she's. A, a sniggity snack. There's new photos of him laying right next to her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like they weren't on the same chair, I guess, but they were, you know, side by side, and he's looking at her like he wants to devour something. 
And he, you know, he got on the internet and he made this whole statement about how um, she's a married woman and he's there for business and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's that people... that she... I'm sorry. Uh, it's come out. It came out yesterday that she isn't a married woman. She's a model that he met while he was in Paris and he took on the boat. And it's also Lala's birthday. Let me then Lala posted and deleted a picture of a heart that was stabbed. Uh, I saw that. See that. Okay, well, um, let me drive the boat. I, I because I was gonna say once you cheat, people are always gonna think that you're putting yourself in that situation all over again. But it looks like to me that Carmelo Anthony and his dad bod ain't learned a fucking lesson. So I, I don't feel any sympathy for him you at all. Carmelo had a dad bod. I did, I did, because it just pissed me off. Because how dare you get on the internet and make this whole fucking self-righteous statement about how this hurts your family when you're really the one hurting. And I don't know, I don't know the details, but it seems to me like this is not what, from what you just said, this is not what he tried to make it out to be. Um, I feel bad because, you know, we're, we live in a day and age where celebrities or people who are famous, they don't really have um, any kind of sense of privacy and i do feel like they should but but for reasons like this this is why that they don't this is exactly why they don't if you if you lived a boring fucking if you lived a boring life like andre 3000 and just ate vegan food and went to pray at temple all the time then nobody would be following you around honey i think my thing is like the nigga knew what was gonna happen bro like you this is my thing okay Carmelo and, Carmelo, Anthony, and Lala have been together Long for time. like honestly since Melo was with the Nuggets. So this is probably they have a twelve. I think he may be fourteen year old son, possibly. They've been together for as long as you and Carmelo have been together. So at some point, you would think like, bro, just get your shit together. Like you're getting older. If this is the woman that you want to be with, do right by her. Do play basketball. Uh, Melo's not retired. He's a free agent right now. He may be getting by LeBron and my Lakers this year. Hopefully, Nobody wants I, I would like to see Melo get a championship. But this is oh, this is all getting off the point. Are you cool with Car Lala telling Melo he can't take care of his child? Yeah, that was my sec the second part that I wanted to discuss. No, I'm not. Ever, ever. I understand. Um, cheated, and I understand that you know this isn't. Um, maybe not be somebody that you want to have in your life, but that's his child, and he a father should always have a relationship with their child. Um, if Melo is allowing her to tell him to not see his child, then he's a weak ass motherfucker. No, I think that that's a weak, that's a punk ass move. Like she wouldn't want. This is my thing. If if somebody cheats on me, right? And I decide to stay with them. Then I decide to accept all the consequences of them cheating. One of those consequences is him having a child. I can't tell him not to see or be around his child because that's not fair to that baby. That baby didn't do nothing. He's the one who cheated. So you take that out on him. You don't take that out on the child ever. That's wrong. And if he's doing that, then this is her... I, I'm I'm not saying that this is her karma, but I'm saying karma is a bitch. That's all I'm gonna say. Because what I you didn't think of it like that. that. I didn't think of it like that. I never thought of it like this could possibly karma finality him being his child's life. Honestly, as a man, even if I did cheat, um, 
Black men don't cheat. What you know? This is what I'm saying though. Like, say I did. She forgave me. There's no way that I'm staying with you. Understand that I cheated, but there's no way that I'm standing with you with you telling me that I can't take care of my child. Exactly. Exactly. It's there's too many fatherless children in this world right now as it is. I feel like that. Um the black men who are bearing children now, you have a sacred responsibility to your seed to be there for them so that we can change this fucking world. And Carmelo Anthony has too much money, power, and influence to let other black men see him not caring for and being involved in children's lives. You are a role model. Step your shit up. Be better for for not only the people who are watching you, but your sons are watching you. That's my you got a 14-year-old son that's watching every move you make. Exactly. You're 35 years old. Like, don't you don't you want to be able to come home to you to the woman like the, this woman that you said? Because he just posted a birthday picture talking about how much he loved her. So, like, what are you doing, bro? Why are you on the boat with another bitch? Like, that's what I'm saying. If it comes out and this nigga starts screaming he's a sex addict, I'm done with Melo Band. That's, that's what they all do. They say, I'm a sex addict, I'm gonna go to counseling. Then they get out of counseling and People supposed to forgive them. I'm not down for that. Like this woman done held you down for so long. Like it's I, I just find it absolutely disgusting what's what's going on with like you said, not black men, but black boys in, in the world right now. Like put your penis away and use your brain for a second, sir. I agree. I agree. That's one two one thing we can agree about. So next topic. Um, Iron Mike Tyson He's opening a 400-acre marijuana resort. I think it's awesome. I think it'll work. I love to see. I love to see that a black man is getting in the marijuana industry because literally just yesterday I put up a post on my Facebook page that talked about how while a lot of these states are making marijuana legal and expunging records, these felons who or ex-dealers supposedly are now getting out of jail with the skilled trade. They know a lot of these guys know more about marijuana than these big pharmaceutical companies that'll be selling it, yet they aren't going to be the better are making the millions from it. Exactly, because you have um a felony on your record. You can't work for a drug company. Well, they're expunging <laughs> the records, but that's not the thing. They're going to require a degree and everything else. When these men know more about marijuana than probably most of the scientists that are in these labs that are create that are going to be creating this synthesized marijuana, this yeah, field synthesized marijuana. Honestly, you might as well keep your dealer because it's going to be a shit show. That's, that's my plan. Um, if my weed don't come from a dude um, on the corner with some Tim's on and a um, Kansas City uh, Royals hat, then I don't I don't want it. Honestly. Um, because I don't know what these pharmaceutical companies are going to start putting in weed. Um, I don't trust them. I don't. It's, I think once it really, once that, that paradigm really shifts that these pharmaceutical companies are going to go crazy with this shit. Yeah, and but I don't want no They're, they're going to want to make, and this is, going, this is where the problem is going to come in. They're going to want to be able to make weed stronger and stronger and stronger. And I think that's where the addiction will step in because of pharmaceutical companies. 
that's where the addiction side always steps in. It's because of pharmaceutical companies. These are motherfuckers that got people that created methamphetamine. Like, it's... I, I don't agree with um, pharmaceutical companies now being able to um, take over the marijuana industry because they they see that the money is booming. The money been booming, baby. It's been booming. Like, and I think that more African-American, pull your money together and start your own weed farms. Like, we don't have to buy weed from from big pharma. We don't. We can do our own thing and we can survive and be happy on that. Like, I am... I'm not down for it, but I'm down for what uh, Mike Tyson is doing because he is actually going to be called the Tyson Ranch and it's in California. Um, it's a 40 acre farm and cultivation school where he's actually going to be teaching people the best practices for how to cultivate your marijuana. So it's a dope ass idea. Um, and the reason that it's a resort is because the California law applies for recreational use, it applies to use at home. So if you're in a resort, that is your home, which uh, means you can use marijuana. I love that loophole. Yeah, it's it's like a, lot of these, a lot of the rappers and stuff like that are getting into the marijuana industry. Um, edibles. Yeah, it's a it's a dope idea. I think that, that it's is great. It's, your your mic went out after edibles. Um, a lot of these rappers, Nipsey Hussle, Tyga, um, Wiz Khalifa, Snoop Dogg, they all have their own strains. Wiz Khalifa now only smokes his strain. He said when he smokes any other strain, it actually gives him a headache. KK, yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's absolutely dope, but I think that we also have a responsibility. Um, well, we, not we, because I don't have any money like they do, um, but... As African-Americans, we have a responsibility to other African-Americans to employ black people. Um, you know, honestly, um, a lot of African-Americans, let's be honest, they love weed. Um, a lot of white America love weed. America loves weed, period. But hopefully... Weed is America's drug. Yeah, it is. Um, I wish we would be chill like the weed made us, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine how great America would be if the effects that we had... that. The effect that we gives you, we 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 back. Well, that's because the people in charge ain't the ones that's smoking. It's everybody else because we got to deal with what the people in charge are doing. Very true. Okay. Very. True. But what I was about to say, hopefully, this brings more African Americans back into agriculture. I agree. Um, because right now, among the African American community, agriculture is a lost art. We left the we left the plantations and move to the cities to get jobs for our families because they pay more. And honestly, I think we fucked ourselves by doing it in a lot of ways. Well, I mean, I, I agree and disagree. Um, I, think sure that a black farmer. I agree and disagree because I think that um, black people moved away from farming because for us, working the soil of this land holds a lot of trauma. It can be triggering for us. I agree. I agree. Um, and it wasn't our land. We were a lot of us were working the soil of other people's land that didn't exactly. work. And so even, I, I, even if you were sharecropping and you had a little bit of land, you were renting that land from a white person. Like you still had to pay that white person. So, um, and, and, you know, I'm all about building up black farms. I think that um, we had to take a step back from it 
to maybe heal from the pain of working the land in order to be able to work the land for ourselves, if that makes sense. I agree. I agree. So, so, so what? I'm so like inspirational and in tune with the world right now. You hear me dropping knowledge? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Whatever, nigga. Um, so, for the 60th year, Germany has agreed to pay the Holocaust survivors. Um, I, I think that Germany um, has done an amazing job at stepping up to their responsibility. Um, so the Germans, after the war, um, they were ordered to pay 132 million gold marks, which translates to roughly 33 billion U.S. dollars. Um, they were not the only country. That was being, so that's trillions of dollars compared to what today economy would be paying. And, and they weren't the only country that were asked to pay reparations to Holocaust survivors because we have to remember that um, not only it wasn't just the Jews who were persecuted during the Holocaust, it was the gypsies, it was um, mentally ill people, it was gay people, anybody who was different and who was not blonde hair and blue eyes, basically. Um, so the other countries, they basically, because of the devastation of the war, could not sustain payments and their debt was canceled. Um, but the German... Um, leadership has decided that they want to reach as many of the Holocaust survivors as possible. So they constantly go in and they tweak the regulations for who will receive the reparations. And I, I honestly think that it's great that um, people and the people who suffered during the Holocaust receive reparations. I wish that more oppressed groups in this world were able to kind of make a comeback like like the Jewish people did because you know now in America it's like an an old adage that Jewish people own everything Jewish people own Hollywood you know um so I, I really feel like the world does itself a disservice when we don't um honor the the pain and the strife that minorities go through. I think Germany does an amazing job at doing that. They have memorials all over their country for um to to honor and celebrate the survivors and also the people who passed away during the Holocaust. I just wish that more world powers and not just America, but just more world powers would do that to empower their people. Not only that, um I think you have to also praise Germany for how they handle what happened after the events of Hitler and the war and, you know, with the Holocaust. Um, you, they don't teach anything about Hitler in German schools. He isn't a part of their history. They erased him, yeah. They erased him from history. All Nazi paraphernalia is illegal. And and that's what I don't understand is, like, why in America do we still have the Confederate flag when the Confederates basically, they... The coup. They were treasonous. It was treason what they did. Why are we celebrating treason in the United States? And I think that 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 in itself, the base of all of our problems, we never punished the people who were wrong. We didn't. Um, Yeah. Um, I think that Germany is a great example of when this kind of genocide happens, what you can do to rebuild your society on the more positive side. Agree. So the next topic we pulled is about someone I really don't care for, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Candace Owens, uh, for those who don't know, she is the rightest political pundit. Um, 
social media star, I guess you want to say, because I don't know where else she's getting her money from. But now we know she is the face of detention centers. She said that she's been visiting detention centers all over the country on behalf of the Republican Party and that these kids are being treated great. They're doing, she says they're doing Zumba classes and they have arts and crafts and they're having fun and that they're, they're being treated better than American kids all over the world. She's a fucking idiot. She's a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, so first of all, Candace Owens is clickbait. She is a basically um she's the black Tommy Tammy Lauren, whatever her name is. I can't remember because Wale done fucked it up so many times. Candace um, Owens used to be a liberal, which I'm not saying you can't change sides, but at one point she was a hardcore liberal. I think that what happens is she became famous for clickbait reasons and now she's just pushing it further and further. But she went and visited a detention a concentration camp um, on behalf of Turning Point USA. Now, um, Turning Point USA is a, it's supposed to be a, like one of those political watchdog kind of things. But Very racist. Completely, completely funded by the Republican Party and Republican senators. Um, So, Geo Group, which is actually one of the groups who runs, which is the group who runs the concentration camp that Candace Owens went to, paid Turning Point USA fifty thousand dollars. And then, after they made that payment to Turning Point USA, that's when all of these videos started popping up of um, about how the children are receiving fair treatment. the border so basically they paid her to say these things when we all know that six children are dead they don't have blankets they don't have beds they do not have um medical services and they they're they're eating essentially snacks um thousands of children on top of They're, they're basically just giving these kids up for adoption at this point like without their parents consent which is crazy to me it's kidnapping people um but anyway so the facility that actually visited had been previously reported in 2013 um for for all the reasons that i just named so this is some place that they had to clean up they cleaned it up and they sent her there because they knew it was the only place that she could actually go um to report something good so she went there and she's supposed to be making this documentary that shows that these kids are living a great life and living better than most american kids we haven't seen any of that um like I said, it's completely Republican funded. So this is propaganda at this point. Anybody who um, watches Fox News or believes that this what she's saying is true is a fucking idiot. Um, but it's it's set up to make it look like what people are saying is a lie because at this point they need somebody on their side. And she's selling her soul down the river. So Lord have mercy on her. Um, she she is at the crossroads and sold it to the devil already. Yeah, like I just she, at this point she has to live her life. Exactly because she's just doing. Like, I really honestly feel like she just does and says these things for clickbait, clickbait, and to be um, famous. Because no one has actually hired Candace Owen, so she and to stay relevant, she has to say outlandish things. Exactly. And and you notice that they didn't really start pushing her as the voice of, um, you know, whatever outrageous shit, I guess, until after Tommy Lauren was dismissed from her job for being pro-choice. 
she basically they they promote her they promoted her to step into shoes because they needed a woman to um get across the ideals of the Republican Party and the fact that she's a black woman like Stacey Dash is all the better. Very true. Yeah, you have to pay attention to what's going on in the news and what these fuckboys is putting out there. So, uh, a terrible segue from that. Um, There is a father and daughter who drowned crossing the border, and the photos are horrific. They were found face down, um, just trying to get to a better life. He had put his daughter inside his shirt and tried to swim across the river and they ended up drowning and if i'm not mistaken today uh, or yesterday was the funeral and i mean it's just sick it's saddening and, uh-huh. and it shows exactly what's going on yeah and it's absolutely horrible um he traveled from el salvador with his family um with his wife and his child um i believe his wife was pregnant and they were here just you know looking for a better life um he had brought his daughter across the Rio. When they got to got through Mexico, they came to the I forget what the bridge is called, but the United it's called the Matamoros Bridge, um, which is where you cross over um, to see, I guess, ICE agents or Border Patrol to come into the United States. But they had closed the bridge, so he. America was right there. He just wanted to cross and be in America and start his new life. So he brought the baby across first. He sat her on the bank, but when she saw him turn around and go back, she jumped back in the water. So in him trying to save her, they both got swept away and died. Um, it's, it's so it's heartbreaking that these people are literally trying to get to a better life and a better way of life, and they're being denied at every turn. It is, and and. For- Figuring out ways to help them improve the quality of life where they're already at. Look where we're look where, look where, look what they're being forced to do. And, oh, and, and and let me just let me just give you a little history lesson here about why um, this is important. So, first of all, in the eighties, the United States supported the Elsa. El Salvadorian government during their civil war. Um, We supported their government murdering and killing 75,000 people. Um, Reagan sent billions to El Salvador, billions of American dollars to El Salvador to support the government who was killing its own people because we did not want the El Salvadorian government to become communist. Because of that, The United States during that time took in hundreds of refugees, thousands of refugees from El Salvador. But in the 90s, when Clinton got into office, he rescinded their protective status and sent their asses back to El Salvador with nothing but the clothes on their back. And that started the gang epidemic in El Salvador. So the United States has our hand in this pot the entire fucking time. We're ruining every pot. Exactly. We're ruining this country and we're telling the people who live there and who are in imminent danger to die there. We're a fucked up place. But that that's beside the point because what you said was we instead of trying to help them, we just turn them away. That's not necessarily true. Obama and Biden had passed a bill 
that was sending support to El Salvador so that they could rebuild their country and make it a safer place. We had basically cut down on the number of people who were running to America and who were coming through these caravans. And when Trump's funky orange ass got into office, he cut off the aid. So now we have thousands of thousands of people coming across the border. You're calling it a border crisis, but you're not saying is that you cut off the aid that caused the crisis. You're letting these people die. You're doing this on purpose so that people will have something to say about your presidency. This is all bullshit. It's all a setup, and everybody in America is falling for it. I agree. I agree. Um, I think you said it all. Um, but we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, so the BET Awards happened last week. Did you happen to catch them? Um, yes, I did, and I was very excited and surprised. And pleasantly surprised. It was a lot better than what we've been getting because BET has been failing us for years. Ever since they sold to, I can't remember the name of the company. Ever since Viacom, they, it's the same people who own VH1, which was a fucking terrible idea. To Viacom, it's been awful. Um, I feel like I I literally just read a meme on the internet that said that like BET should have black cartoons and black news, and um, it should still show videos and black TV shows and. It doesn't do any of that. We get Baby Boy 40,000 times a year. Listen, Baby Boy is not a black TV show, and I'm tired of BET like it is. They play um, it like the movie's going to change the next time we watch it. I swear the next time Yvette and Jody going to stay broke up. Like, I promise they will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the BET Awards were amazing. Let me just give you some of my highlights, and then I have a question that I want to ask you. So highlight is... Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo. Um, I, I want to learn how to play jazz flute so that me, her, and Anchorman can do a great rendition of Hey Aqualung. Um, J. Blige's performance. Amazing, breathtaking. Um, she did all the hits. Some of the songs I had even forgotten about. And, and I'm a Mary fan. So it was great to see her, you know, celebrate it. But I, I do want to know, how come Stevie Wonder is never like, he never gets a Lifetime Achievement Award? Stevie Wonder's not blind. So you feel like he's faking? I have this theory that Stevie Wonder's not blind. And I feel like it's been proven for years and people in the industry know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then my last highlight and it's not the last highlight it's just one of the biggest ones that i thought loved offset and Cardi's performance but offsets choreography bruh like, let's talk about it um so i thought the bt awards were super dope man yeah um i thought it was amazing uh nipsey hustle's family had great things to say i love that he got an award i love um, the message that his mom delivered and if offset you know is clearly the best amigo to me at this point like, who would have ever thought of? Who I never saw it coming because one thing everybody always said: Quavo was the Migos. Like if he leaves, he don't. Everybody was saying like he's gonna go solo one day. Exactly. Um, and then Bad and Bougie comes out. Offset is the front and center of the Migos, and then he's just been progressively going up and up from there. Um, then everybody was like, "Okay, takeoff is Quavo's the hook." Offset is we don't know what offset is. He was actually being downplayed as the worst Migo because yeah, takeoff ad libs. Yeah, he was ad libs and takeoff had the bars. 
can I just oh. say that they have the best fucking because that skirt, skirt, skirt like that is. They do have the best ad libs. Scoop, scoop. Ad libs like, are fucking bananas. You, you never know what they're gonna say. Like you, you just, <laughs> you just don't know <laughs> what ad lib offsets gonna give you. It could um, be anything, and it's yeah. He, offset drops a mixtape with Twenty One Savage that was fucking phenomenal. Like the their CD together is amazing, and then he comes back and does this, and then now he's doing and like one thing I noticed, and I think me and you talked about it was that when he's with the Migos, you don't see Offset do that kind of choreography because they don't dance. He doesn't By shine. Himself, that guy shines like he really yeah. does. I think he shines, and he's clearly the best, the most talented member of the Migos. Yeah, I definitely think that he he is a breakout surprise. I think that. Um, Car being, you know, behind every good man is a good woman. I think that Cardi B has definitely helped him like break out of his shell because he he does talk about in his interviews, you know, like he was to himself and in a shell when they first started. So now he's like finally breaking out and showing people who he is. Um, and I, I want to say that after watching the two performances, I would much rather see an Offset performance than a Migos performance. Because Offset, it took me back to like the 90s where the rappers actually were like doing things on stage like Diddy. It was like a Diddy performance. Yeah, it was, I thought it was super dope, man. I, I think Offset is super talented and he can actually rap. And one thing, if you listen to Offset's interviews now, you hear growth. And I think... I agree. It's growing, but the other two Migos, Quavo and Takeoff, don't seem like they're going in that same direction. I think like, it um, seems like Offset is starting to appeal more to our age, yeah. people who are our age, and Takeoff and Quavo still have that Justin Bieber crowd. I agree. I agree. I think um, with the Father of Four album, Offset um, conveyed that he was in a different headspace. Because he, he has children, he has a wife, whereas, you know, Quavo and um, Takeoff, they're single. They're they're still living that single life. Their offset is in a more adult place um, mentally than they are. Hey, Saute. I think that's how you say her name. Saute. The... Sweetie, sweetie. Yes, you sweetie. sweetie. You called the bitch. I mean, you called the girls. Saute. <laughs> salty. Salty. He dates the Saute, nigga. It's so crack. windy. You want to call her? And it's all. Okay. Hey, You're done, sir. You're done. Yeah, I, th I think he's the best Migo. And then, uh, I don't know how, but somehow Method Man and Mary J. Blige are aging backwards. Oh. Uh, I don't think, I think Method Man is his own son. Bro, Method Man freezes himself and then just pops out of the blue every couple months or every couple years. It doesn't matter. It's like he's literally fucking aging backwards. Like no lie. Fine wine. That's I don't know what the hell Red Man is doing, but Method Man, yes, God. Um, Lizzo. I don't know where Lizzo came from. She is taking the industry by storm, and she's super fucking dope. I love her. I love her music. I love how Prince inspired her music is. Um. I, I love what she's doing for the chunky girls out there. I love what she's doing for. I think she still has so much higher. I agree. I agree. What she's doing just for body positivity in general. Um, she is a highlight of every one of my days because somehow I find something about Lizzo across my um, timeline. 
Um, but I did want to ask you, how do you feel Regina Hall did as the host? I don't think she did bad. I don't think she wasn't. I, I don't know. It was an odd thing for a host. I don't know where that came from, but I liked what she did with the show. But at this point, I think they've they've ex- who else are they gonna get to host it? Bring who back? Monique. The best uh, host of the BET Awards there has ever been. Yeah, like no, we don't want Monique back, right? You Let's are listen. a hater. You are. I'm, I'm tired of all the goddamn babies. Oh my god! You know, I did love the um, Taraji P um, doing the butt sequence, the dance sequence that they did. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was amazing. Uh-huh. Um, something tells me though, because apparently Rihanna's a huge Lizzo fan. I think Rihanna and Lizzo are gonna go on tour together at some Listen, point. Listen, I so I will I will spend I will spend my whole month's pay on the ticket for that. Definitely. I, I guarantee they do a song together on Rihanna's next album. Listen, let me tell you this one. That never happens. I I stand for them both. Um, I absolutely love what Rihanna is doing. I take your time, baby, on the music. Give us a great album. Do what you need to do and work on everything else you need to work on. But curves, no, man. Side note: um, the mannequins in Rihanna's store have curves and a stomach pouch. Uh, that I love that. I know it. Re- I think it represents real women. It does because real women, real are, women have curves and a stomach pouch. Um, I, I think it's dope. Yeah, I. That, and and that's why I stand for them both so much because they both do a lot for body positivity and just encouraging women to embrace who they are and not shrink themselves for the world around us. Um. I just want to feed Lizzo my macaroni. Like, straight yeah. up. I, I literally want to put the fork through her mouth and feed her my macaroni. I don't understand what your odd obsession with feeding Lizzo macaroni and cheese is. She, she has an interview on lip service where she talks about wanting a guy to be able to make her some good baked macaroni and cheese. So ever since then, I'm, I've been obsessed with wanting to get Lizzo to try my macaroni and cheese. You know what? If I if I go to a Lizzo concert, I will take some macaroni and cheese. Put it in a Ziploc. Just throw it at me. <laughs> you are fucking stupid. So, okay, this is what I wanted to ask you in regards to the BET Awards. How do you feel about this whole feud between BET and Nicki Minaj? Honestly, I think Nicki Minaj is the most threatened person in the world right now. The reason I say that is I think she is a dying breed. I think she's dying off, and she notices it. Um, Her album sales last time reflected it when she had the whole Travis Scott rant and was mad. Um, And then you have so many great up-and-coming female rappers that I think Nicki is threatened. I mean, Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi are just running away with shit right now. Trina just dropped a new album. Um, I, I think that the female rap scene is starting to look like it was in the nineties. City, you see what city girls are doing. It's starting to look like it was in the nineties again, where you had a lot of female rappers mixed in with these male factions. Like you got QC, quality, which is yeah. control. Then you got you know Meg Thee Stallion standalone. But then you got you see city girls and cardio with QC. Um, Saltines over there with them. Like yeah. Billy, her name is Saweetie. Salty. Her name is Salty. 
saltine. I'm gonna call her saltine. Who means sweetie family? Um, yeah. So I, I I agree with your saying. I think that when um, what is it called? Young Money signed Nicki Minaj. We were definitely in a drought. So she did not have any competition. Um, Remy was in jail. Um, Little Kim was bleaching her skin. Foxy Brown came here. Uh, Eve has been fucking in Europe with that white man for years. He's a billionaire. She's just playing stepmom with like four or five, five kids at this point. Listen. And, and and I'm not shitting on nobody or nothing or what they were doing, but there was no competition for Nikki at first. And that's she, the got, thing. she got comfortable. She literally had no competition. Yeah, like none. And 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 when she first came out, I was like, oh, she about to bring female rap back. And she kind of did that. So shout out to Nicki Minaj for bringing female rap back. But you can't shit on every other female rapper that's out there. You just can't. I've like, said it before and I'll always stick by it. I think Nicki Minaj's biggest problem, like um, I watched uh, Joe Budden's pull-up interview with Meg Thee Stallion. And Joe Budden was like, you really are a nice person. Like, you know, one thing I, one thing Joe Budden said that he noticed is that Meg Thee Stallion, literally any female rapper, any female in the game, she when she's in their city, she links up with them and hangs out and they drink together and they yeah. hang out and she actually gets to know that person shows love yeah meg said yeah because i love people she said i don't like i don't see why women can't empower each other and we should all be friends like we're all in this together and, and they I, should be I thought that was dope and a lot and most and the crack and most of the industry fucks with cardi and remy but and, and the one thing i noticed about those women compared to Nicki minaj is even when it comes to their fans their fans they're down to earth and relatable I agree. Um, and, and they're, they're human. They, they come off as human. Nicki Minaj comes at, off as someone who puts herself above everybody else and looks down on them. And I think she separated herself from that human aspect of being a person. I agree. And I think that uh, oftentimes, um, the only time that we hear from Nicki Minaj is either she's about to drop an album, she's going off on somebody, or she's boasting about herself. Like, it's very braggadocious. You never hear her, like, big up in other females. And from what I hear, that's the way she is in the industry as well. Not to mention she's dating a pedophile. Well, you know, so, I think her, her biggest issue is herself, honestly. I think she... She's self-destructive right now. Very much so. Very much. And I think I don't think that Queen Radio is helping that at all. No, it's literally just her ranting and i understand like and we started off by talking about her and bet i understand where she's coming from with bet because bet did take a shot at her so i get that but how many people has she taken shots at and shit on like really exactly like it's to me internet shit is all in fun like you can't take that shit personally and i feel like she takes all that internet shit personally i agree i agree so, next topic for today. Topic they put out fishbowl. 72 police officers were pulled from the Philadelphia streets for racist Facebook posts. I think it's amazing. Um, now, while I post some crazy shit that I could probably get fired for on my Facebook, um, I don't post anything racist. Do I post my opinions? Yes. 
but I'm not biased towards any other group of people. And I think it's a good thing, especially when it comes from our police officers who should hold themselves to a higher standard and be able to have an even kill look at the community, whether they're white or black. They're there to help. Um, so I think it's a good thing. I absolutely I think we need more of it. I do agree. Um, it was actually 72 in Philadelphia and 22 in St. Louis. Um, the 72 in Philadelphia were placed on um, they were taken off the street and placed on leave, which means they're still being paid. However, the 22 in St. Louis, um, their cases are not able to be tried in court at this point because of um, if you show an inherent bias in your outside life, what kind of bias are you showing at work? Um, in a country where we pay to be protected by our police department, we should at least be um, protected by people who believe that we should be protected or people who want to protect us. And all too often, that's not the case. There is a very clear line from um, Jim Crow and the KKK to police stations, police officers, um, to the police occupation. Um, if, if you don't know this, then I'm just going to tell you, after... Um, during slavery, there was what they called slave catchers who would catch runaway slaves. After slavery, there was no need for slave catchers. So those slave catchers became um, kind of the people who would police the Jim Crow laws. Once the states decided that um, it was a human right and that police protection should be provided by the government, um, basically those people who were slave catchers who then became um, the enforcers of Jim Crow law joined the police force because they wanted to be able to police their community against the epidemic of, you know, the black mandingo raping white women and the angry black woman and all of that. So there, there, it's a pipeline, just like there's a school to prison pipeline, there's a KKK to police pipeline and that we definitely need to be talking about in this country. We cannot continue to pay taxes and pay for these people to have jobs, pay for them to be on administrative leave, and then pay for um, our state to settle cases that these racist cops have shot somebody. All of that money is coming out of our pockets. We are paying for these people and they are being allowed to work and to live in our communities and they do not give a fuck about us. Well. It's horrific. Well, I mean, and it really is. They have such a disconnect between the police officers and the community that because of that disconnect, the, the things that need to be fixed will never get fixed. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to our last and final topic for today. Um, the Democratic debate. Did you catch it? I did catch the debate. And I thought it was interesting. We have a plethora of fucking candidates. I mean, way too many. Twenty. There's twenty Democratic candidates. Um, I am. I think it's way too many candidates. At this point, anybody can throw their hat in the ring. I agree, but I, I like, I like that there's so many candidates. I like that there's so many differences of opinions because what I saw happen at the debate was I saw a lot of people being challenged in ways that I hadn't seen before. So we are. There have been two debates so far. Uh, two different. 10 on each panel. We're, the debate that we are going to be referring to today is the second debate. Um, the major players of the We're second debate. All on the debate, second debate, basically. Yeah. Um, Bernie Sanders, 
uh, Andrew Yang, Senator Camila Harris, uh, obviously Uncle would Pete like people like to call him Uncle Joe Biden. They were all on the second debate. The only major players who were on the first debate that are missing from the second debate was Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren. And I think they only split them apart is because they needed views for the first debate. Because they're um, the people that everybody in that basically. Right. Y'all know how I feel about Elizabeth Warren, so there's no need for me to come in here and keep talking about her. So I'm going to give my thoughts on the candidates, and then you can give yours. Okay, go ahead. First, I thought Andrew Yang has great potential, but I think he sounded like a CEO, and he didn't really, he wasn't on a a level, his, his level of speech wasn't common enough for people to understand. I agree. To humanize his level of speech more, Kind of put it in layman's terms for people, more people to be able to relate to what he's saying. I agree. And it's not that he had bad ideas. I just think that he came off more as a Steve Jobs giving an Apple um, exactly. presentation than an I also Apple found it funny that the host of the debate asked him, would it kill him to put a tie on? I found out. I kind of <laughs> thought that was funny. I, I um, like the host that they had this year, too. I am a Rachel Maddow. I love her. Love her to death. Um, huh. Bernie Sanders, I think Bernie Sanders' flaws in his policies got exposed. I, agree. I think he has great, amazing policy. And I think Bernie Sanders, honestly, is what we need uh, personally. I think if he does what he says he's going to do, he's what we need can get it done. I absolutely agree. I feel like in a Bernie Sanders presidency, there would be a lot of executive orders just because Republicans don't really want to work with him. But I do agree. The thing about Bernie is Bernie's track record is more proven than anyone else's. I agree. He has a proven track record of being for the downtrodden and trying to help them out. And I think that track record is what sets Bernie apart from everyone else. And when I say everyone else, I mean people like Joe Biden. Um, people love Joe Biden because he was a part of Obama's presidency. What people don't pay attention to is that Joe Biden was picked for Obama's presidency. Because, because he's conservative. He, he was loved by both sides, and he's technically a conservative and Democrat scheme. Um, when I say that, um, I say that because Joe Biden has voted Republican on every major issue that has involved civil liberties since the 70s um to keep things uh he he voted against segregation and a lot of other things and even on he stood on stage and said that he would still make that vote um he said he would leave it up to the states to choose whether they wanted to be segregated or not yeah yeah and he's very much so for states rights i think of joe biden um as more of a liberal republican than a democrat joe biden also came out and said uh joe biden is also pro-life joe biden's also came out and said he would not legalize marijuana or get what is student loan debt which is these are these aren't the things people want to hear one thing i think joe biden did way too much is every chance he got he said something about Barack Obama. He's literally running off the strength of Barack Obama's presidency. I agree. Um, He's too arrogant to be taken seriously. Yeah, I I thought that um, with Bernie Sanders, I felt like he went after the insurance thing a little bit too much. Like he really, um, he really got a little upset when they were talking about 
um, how he planned to get rid of private insurance altogether. Um, One of the things I found off-putting about Bernie's insurance policy is that he doesn't want to offer immigrants insurance at all. Yeah. He want to make them part of the free insurance. Which I think is crazy because that just goes to keep healthcare costs down. Um, but I felt like after Kamala Harris kind of slapped the shit out of Joe Biden with that whole segregation thing, which I think it took him off guard and him being off guard, he just was never able to recover from that. Like he looked lost after that whole segment. And this is where the surprise comes in. Um, I think Kamala Harris was the most presidential person on the stage. Um, I, I have not been a fan of her. I, honestly, I'm still not a fan, but I'm not. I'm also an even killed person. And what she had to say, the way she presented it, um, I think, I mean, you don't know if it's a lie or not because her track record stands against it. Um, some of the things she had to say, but I think she was the, the biggest surprise on the stage. But with that being said, I think because of her track record as a prosecutor and the Republicans' ability to make people look like a monster, I think they would destroy her. Um, I think that she did. She definitely was the winner of that debate. Um, but to, to America. But to me, she was a loser. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, she had the best sound bites, and that's what people generally are looking for in a presidential candidate. And when she said, we're not, the American people aren't looking for a food fight. They're looking for how we're going to put food on their table. I was like, I literally screamed at the TV. I said, okay, Camilla. Yeah, I, I, I liked the little, she, she had bars. Like she came with, she had some hot lines where I think that she caught the, she, they kind of swayed the crowd in her favor. Exactly. But. To me, that's also the reason that she was a loser um, because I wasn't looking for sound bites. Like to me, this is way more important than who had the snappiest thing to say. Um, I was personally impressed by Marianne Wilson and Williamson. I'm sorry. And I was impressed by her. She she probably only spoke on two or three issues. But every time she spoke, she looked at the people who were on that who have been in Congress, and she said, where were you when this was happening? You guys are standing up here with all of these great plans, but you're not actually addressing the root causes of why these things are happening. Like, she, to me, in my opinion, for what I was looking for, she won. Okay, okay. So... Um, another thing that I thought was amazing was when they asked the question of Buttigieg about, um, let me find it, about the officer involved killing in his, um, city, Eric Logan, um, the officer responded to a police call of a man breaking into cars. He said that the, um, African-American guy pulled a knife on him. He shot and killed the guy, but his body camera was not on. Um. So they asked, you know, people to, did you know, in, in your area, your campaign promise was to diversify the police department. And after two years, the police department is only at a 6% people of color. And he was like, well, you know, we just haven't gotten it. We failed. Um, but he said that from all the things that he's been do doing, the Fraternal Order of Police have actually put out a statement saying that um, he holds them overly accountable thing. 
what what stood out to me was Eric Swalwell, the um, representative from California, looked at Buttigieg and said, why don't you fire him and get somebody in there who's going to make some real change? That's why I like this debate, because I felt like people, they challenged one another on a personal level. I agree. I agree. Um, and I think that is good for the country because that's something we have evaded in the past. Um, by the way, Pete Buttigieg, I'm sorry, uh, by the way, Pete Buttigieg held a town hall that where the town absolutely destroyed him. And I can appreciate um, his meaning to do well. I can appreciate the emotion behind um, what he's trying to do in his city. But like he said, they have failed. They failed. Um, And a result of that is what happened in your city. You, You spent millions of dollars, millions of taxpayer dollars for body cameras and and it wasn't on. If, if you can't trust your police as a mayor to do what you're asking them to do, why are you the mayor and why I is that? That's, that's the biggest thing. They can't, I think they shouldn't have the ability to turn cameras off. I agree. It shouldn't be an option, ever. Because you're hearing a lot of the cameras weren't on. Or the cameras, if the camera's working, the camera should be on. I'm sorry. I, I absolutely agree. Um, I don't think that that should be an option. I think that if you um, if something happens and your body camera is not turned on, you're suspended without pay. End of story. And and you have to go between us to a civilian review board to be reinstated. I, I just think that there's better ways to do everything. And and what was even more telling is that when Swalwell said, said that, Buttigieg looked at him like, that never even crossed my fucking mind. Right. And I mean, and while unions are good for some companies, I don't think it's good for the police. A lot of these guys, a lot of these guys are getting paid leave. But let me be honest with you. If I do something wrong at work and they tell me I'm getting paid leave, I'm going to look at it as a vacation. Exactly. That's what it is. Like I'm in the union. I'm not going to worry about my job because the union protects jobs of those are of union workers. Literally, you get a free lawyer in the union to protect your job. You have to really, really fuck up to be fired. And and they they even make it hard for workers to get in. Like it's a for me, it was a three month probationary period to where I wasn't in the union to where they could fire me because they knew once I was in the union that they, they really couldn't fire me. And I think that's a problem, uh, especially when it comes to police officers. I agree. The only people that I feel like should have um, unions would be um, blue collar workers and teachers. That's it. Well, guys, that is our show for today. Why don't you take us out? As always, first of all, let's say happy. American Independence Day, even though, you know, we just celebrated Juneteenth. Um, so all of to all of our listeners who celebrate Independence Day, happy Independence Day to you. Um, also, we want to thank you for listening to our 14th show. It's always a pleasure to bring you guys a show because we do this with you and for you each and every week. And I want you to keep this with you until we meet again. When all else is lost, the future still remains. <laughs>